Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. <laughs> wow, that got I'm, really intense. It did, it did. I'm Super here with intense. April Garcia. She's cool as fudge. I've had the chance to hang out on April's podcast before. We'll make sure we link that up in the show notes. You need to know who April is and what she's doing because she's just groovy. And she's just got a big, massive heart. And I wanted her to meet you guys digitally, of course, for you two guys to meet her digitally, of course, and see where we go from there because I think there's something beautiful that's waiting on the other side of you getting to know April. So without me waffling anymore, how are you doing, April? Let the people know who you are, what you do. Absolutely. So I'm doing great today. Um, I am, well, I should, I should disclose. I just broke my ankle on a mastermind retreat last weekend. So I'm doing great, but I do, I am in a boot up to my knee. So, you know, we're all about overcoming challenges. Uh, I need to know what you were doing. It's a hell of a story. Oh my gosh. Um, Maybe we should get into that in a second. So (laughs) um, I am not falling off of a mountain bike. I am a business advisor. (laughs) I am a high performance coach. I'm also, as you mentioned, the host of the Pivot Me podcast and the creator of the Multiply Me digital course. Mm-hmm. Um, I am and a lot of things in between. So <laughs> I came from a sales background and negotiation background. I've worked in big business for years. And probably about two or three years ago, I branched out and sort of moved away from the really big, you know, sort of the billion dollar organizations and started working with smaller organizations. And it has been uh, not without its challenges, but most <laughs> rewarding things. So I'm sure we'll get into that. And uh, some of the some of the trends I noticed and how I can help people um, uh, streamline their success. Mm. In addition, I am a mother of two daughters, we go on lots of wonderful adventures together. That's been a blast. Um, I am married. Um, We have lots of uh, we travel a lot. We've we've seen quite a bit of the world. But the funny thing about traveling is that you feel like you've just scratched the surface, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, there's something over there. I never met a, I never met a border I didn't want to cross. So um, that is sometimes been a struggle because I'm like, you know, there's just 20 miles over there and there's a border to cross. Um, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's terrible. I'm all, I would like pull out leg- or maps back in the day and I would like be measuring the legend. I'm like, you know, if we just take the car or a bus or tra- any any form of transportation, we could we could get into another country pretty quick. And another step in the parkour. Yeah. He'd roll his eyes and go, oh, gosh. I am. Um, yeah. But um, it's been it's been a blast. It's changed, obviously, since having kids, but we're mm-hmm. taking them in those adventures, as I'm sure you are as well with your little one. Soon, soon, soon. We're in the middle of um, So obviously my son was born here in Mexico. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting. So he's got he's a Mexican national, but then okay. his what his mum is Russian American. I'm British. So he's actually got access to like four passports. Wow. <laughs> so we're just Sandy. kind of working out the whole navigating the whole thing of I've got to register him as UK uh-huh. is we're trying to register him as American, but that's COVID everything shut down. So sure. all the embassies are all locked up, whatever. Uh-huh. So 
but Mexican passport doesn't have the same reach as our passports. So we've Mm -hmm. got to get him either a British or an American one so that he can actually have the extended travel. Otherwise, it turns into a whole thing. For sure. For sure. My husband's from Spain and um, Spain just fairly recently acknowledged dual citizenship. So for years, you had to choose one or the other and you couldn't go back. Like once you chose, they were like, that's it. So my husband's a Spanish um, citizen and he could not take up American citizenship without you know, completely giving up his Spanish system, which was hard. It's hard when that's, you know, your mother tongue and your mother country. And, Mm -hmm. um, but what was nice is that the kids could have both citizenships until they were Uh, 18 and then they had to choose until recently. So so um, they can have both. They can have both. Yeah. It's a nice passport to have. Yeah. Not so much the British one, obviously, (laughs) but the British one kind of left that club recently. So (laughs) I'm looking at what I can do to sort of, why my way back into the EU <laughs> now? You want how much? Okay. So we're yeah. with that, but we digress. So let's talk family and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, there is method to this madness. So is your husband an entrepreneur too? <laughs> no, he is not. <laughs> the way you laugh. <laughs> oh, no, he is not. So talk to me about that dynamic because I've had this in the past. Olga, forgive me. I've had this in past relationships where it's like, like a, an ex of mine was like a, I can't say exactly what she did. She worked in, anyway, I'm going to say she was a spy, worked for like secret service stuff in the UK. You can't just drop, she was a spy. I'm not going to tell you what she did, but she was a spy. Basically. Wow. And, um, okay. But she just didn't get like okay. that I didn't finish at a set time. Like it just didn't, because you clock in and you clock out. Yes. You and you clock out. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, time's much more fluid, isn't it, for entrepreneurs? Yeah. And plus, we, we're, I mean, we're a different breed, for sure. We have. <laughs> We come I mean, up with a different conveyor belt for sure. We definitely do. I'm not just the when are we, when do we start, when do we end, but we're mm-hmm. so fired up about our businesses usually that we want to talk incessantly about mm-hmm. it, whether we're at a barbecue, whether we meet someone. Yeah. I mean, he knows that if someone says, Oh, how's business? I, I let it go like one question deep and then I'll give like the very, like, you know, top level question. But if they ask two questions, I got a friend, Andy, who always goes two questions deep and he's like, how's business? And I give him the quick, you know, the polite barbecue answer. Yeah. And then he like asks another probing question. I was like, well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> and then there goes 45 minutes. And my husband's like, where's the potato salad? I'm out. Um, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. So, and plus, you know, entrepreneurs have a really high, um, we're risk takers, mm-hmm. sometimes to our advantage, sometimes to our disadvantage. I know that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a dynamic that plays out for me personally, but also, you know, a lot of the the clients I work with too. I mean, usually mm-hmm. I see an entrepreneur with sort of a W-2 earner in the US, right? Like a, yeah. I work for somebody else and there is definitely a dynamic that plays out, but mm-hmm. high risk is can be a challenge because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, this is a good idea. Let's throw all our money and resources into this. And <laughs> that can be a bad thing. Um, um, I think it was Keith Cunningham that said entrepreneurs die more of um, indigestion than starvation because yeah. we see all the opportunity, ah, right? All of the so, things. Again, the high risk tolerance. And so um, we're, you know, there's like a high energy, there's a mm-hmm. fire, you know, I get up first thing in the morning and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to take on the day. And that's a lot, probably. <laughs> probably a Wake lot. Wake up and be excited with me. It's like, watch this. Watch this motivational video on YouTube. It's going to fire you up. He's like, I don't want to watch the rock lifting weights. Come on. So um, it's 
it's a it's a fun it's a funny dynamic for sure. It's a funny dynamic, and especially yeah. with kids in the mix. I'm sure that because are you are you hoping that your girls are like boss babes in 18 years time, or do you want them to be like? <laughs> Like, do you have aspirations for the small humans? I do. I do. I have, I have great aspirations. And that is for them to be their own wonderful self. And mm. I don't want them to be an entrepreneur if that's not their bag, baby. Mm. I want them to be exactly who they need to be. The worst thing I could do is put my expectations on them that mm. they lead the same life that I do. And I recognize I'm kind of an unusual cat. And um, <laughs> I don't know that I would hope all of that on them. <laughs> so um, though having said that, they both exhibit a lot of entrepreneur qualities. Okay. But very, pretty much Im- immediately. My seven-year-old takes toys out of her room. Usually the toys that we have just purchased for her and she puts it out on a table. She drags a little table out to our front yard and she puts them on a table and then sticks prices somewhere between like one, 100 to like 1% of what we actually paid for them. <laughs> you know? like, this is $1. I'm like, are you kidding? I just bought that on Amazon. Um, and she's, so she's always trying to like sell her goods in yeah. front of our house, which doesn't work. Yeah. And, um, well, she's got yeah. determination, capacity. She really, she really does. She'll sit out there for hours trying to slut her wares to somebody. Um, so, you know, whatever they decide to be, um, you know, uh, I want them to do it with rolling it. Yeah. Grooviness. Yeah. I don't want the pressure. You know, I work with a lot of people that are like, I was pressured to be a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or this or that or mm-hmm. take over the family business. Mm-hmm. Not, none of that. I don't want to put any of those expectations on them. Mm. Well, finger clicks for letting small humans be the big humans that they grow into being, just supporting them on their journey. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. Love it. it. Let's talk about multiplying ourselves. Um, Because one of the things I was having, Oh, how do you, you're everywhere. How do you do so much? Blah, blah, blah. And the other thing, because I don't do it all myself. And I've got strategies and processes in place. That's how it comes. I do it. Okay. But you've actually got an actual system that you put together and you've probably got a few tips you can share with us about how we can make yeah. the most out of our time. Why don't you um, share some of the yummy goodness? Bring it. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, there's sort of kind of different buckets of it. Some are if you're a business owner and how you utilize your team better. So you see a lot of delegation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some are just personal like productivity and time management tools. So I'll give a smattering of both depending on, you know, what you're really needing right now. So let me start with this. The reason why I created Multiply Me is that as a business advisor, when the door shut and I really sat down with someone, their question always revolved around one or two things, either how do I get more done in my day or how do I get more done in my team's day? So it was, it was always some kind of iteration of that. And I realized what people struggled with most is, is time management and productivity. Everybody has too much on their to-do list. They are, they are overwhelmed and underutilized. And I saw this time and time again, and it didn't matter if I was talking to someone who was a, you know, a teacher at a school district in, in California, or I was talking to a business owner that's running a 500 mil or a million organization out of London. Regardless, it was some version of I've got too much to do, but I also feel like I'm capable of more, but I'm not really sure how to bridge that gap. And the reason why I created it is because I'm someone who bridged that gap, right? <laughs> so I am the bridge of this yes. is the gap. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I, 
have a long history of working very long hours and I built a corporate career, um, probably more about that later, but it was a, it was a good career. It was a fruitful career, but I worked a lot of hours and, you know, it caused health problems. I had stress issues, all these sorts of things. But, you know, I was like head down, helmet on. That was my motto. I always, you know, would be the first in the building, the last one out. I knew every security guard of every building I worked in because I was always the last one out. They'd walk in my car <laughs> or they're like, you're okay with locking up. And that became my norm. Well, that became a real problem. So balance wasn't in the picture, right? That became a real problem once I became a parent because mm. I had a very clear idea of what kind of a parent I was going to be. I was going to be a present parent. I was going to do the things. I was going to teach them how to paddleboard and, you know, hike and camp and all of these things. I'm very outdoorsy and I wanted to teach them all these things and then just be there for for whatever they need. And I was like something's got to give here. So I kind of deconstructed everything that I was doing and saying, okay, how do I make this more efficient? And I read all the time management books, all the productivity court um, books and the journals and the apps and all of the things. And I kind of brought the best of those together, but then also saw the gaps that were in what was out in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll tell you, it's overcomplicated is the problem. Yeah, um, and was like, here is the very formula to deconstruct the quantum concept of time in this paradigm. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. I mean, unless you got a DeLorean, that's not going to work. So that was the problem is, Mm -hmm. you know, complexity is the enemy of execution, right? So if it's too Mm -hmm. complex, people are not going to do it. If it's not easy to execute on, it's not going to do it. So I said, how do I take these things out of the theoretical and the practical? How do I say, here are these 10 modules that tells you exactly what you need to do today? Not like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what we're going to do in a month from now. This is what we're going to do next year. How do we do it today? And that's how the Multiply Me course was created. So let me give you just a couple of tips out of that. Um, Yeah. So we'll just do it sort of um, as though I was speaking about personal productivity. Okay. So I'll tell you this. Everybody who sits down and says, I've just got so much on my to-do list. I feel like I can't get it all done. Mm -hmm. Here's the truth. You can't. There's too much on your to-do list. Almost everybody's to-do list. And again, regardless of the position they're in, whether they're self-employed or whether they're working for somebody else, their to-do list is too long. The problem is the second it's on your to-do list, you will feel compelled to check it off your list because you get a little dopamine hit when you check it off. And so we don't want to put unnecessary things on our to-do list. Step one. But if you already have unnecessary things on your to-do list, you need to look at it and you need to practice some ruthless prioritization. Mm. And that can look like, you know, that's a module in and of itself, but let me just kind of um, boil it down to a couple points. That could be a couple of things. When you're looking at your to-do list, you could ask this question. This is a great decision filter. Does this thing need to be done by me? which is Mm -hmm. a form of delegation, right? Mm -hmm. And then I I would encourage you to then ask the question again, does this thing really need to be done by me? (laughs) Because a lot of times like, oh yeah, I got to do that. I'm the best person for that. I'm the only one who could do it. Probably not. So ask Mm -hmm. that question. The other thing is, and this is where clarity on our goals is important. Ask, does this thing I'm about to do get me to my three-year goal? Mm-hmm. Because again, a lot of the things that end up on our to-do list are other people's priorities or things that really aren't going to matter in a week, a month, or a year. Mm. Minutia. You've got to have the big picture. It's it's about spending your time on the most high value tasks. And most of us get lost in the minutiae, as you say. Mm-hmm. So asking those questions, and again, that's a form of ruthless prioritization. I love when uh, Derek Sivers said the phrase, uh, a lot of people have said it since then, but look at a task and say, if it's not a hell yes 
then it's a no. <laughs> so, and I use that as a decision filter for projects. Someone comes to me and says, I'm doing this project. I'm doing this, you know, virtual summit or this book or this. And I've got to ask myself, is this a hell yes? I mean, I may like to do this, but we can't do all the things at once, right? I tell people you can do all the things you want, but you can't do them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, is this thing a hell yes? And if it's a not, so no, no. Sometimes we got to do things we don't want to do. Sometimes there's bookkeeping or appointments. That we really, yeah. yes. <laughs> so let's acknowledge that those things exist. But so I would say the first thing is ruthless prioritization. So before, mm-hmm. let me point out why this is so important. A lot of people, when they sit down with me, they want to do the things faster. All Mm -hmm. they want to know is how do I jam on the gas pedal of my car faster? (laughs) And I was like, well, well, wait a second. Let's make sure you actually want to get to where this task is taking you. Mm. So it's not about doing all the things faster. It's about doing the high value tasks faster. So first mm. we've got to do the ruthless prioritization. That's the, that's why there's a whole framework is first trim the fat. And mm. then what's remaining, let's really focus on what matters most. So I would move into the second point, um, which is what's your one thing each day. So it's mm-hmm. based off of um, a great book, The One Thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Keller and Papasan who wrote that book. I I do a spin on the one thing. So you find the one thing. So when you're looking at your task for the day, what's the most important thing? What's the most high value task you've got on that list? And do it by 9.27 a.m. every morning. Because we have a tendency to take the thing that's the most important thing in our day and we like push it to the end. Oh, I'll get to that around 4.37. No, Mm -hmm. no, you won't. 9.27. 927. So what I say in the course is that we got to imagine that Milton from office space is going to come to our building and he's going to burn the building down. And you need to ask yourself the question, if Milton burns the building down at 927 a.m., what's the one thing they were like, man, I'm glad I got that thing done. Super glad that was taken (laughs) care of. So if you do that every day, because a lot of people will leave the most pressing task till the end of the day. And the problem is it occupies mental real estate. It's like, oh, this is hugely important thing I've got to do. And you can be doing this other thing. And the entire Mm -hmm. time you're distracted by that big thing you've got to get done. Mm. So just switching the order that you're doing. So I I have people do a worksheet and at the top, it's what's my one thing for today? Mm -hmm. What's the one thing that if this is the only thing that got done today, it would still be a relative success because the truth is our day blows up sometimes. Mm -hmm. Things Mm -hmm. go wrong, kids get sick, employees need stuff, cars break down. We've got to be aware that that's the real world. That's Mm -hmm. when you go outside the productivity book and you actually look at what your day looks like, things go wrong. But how do we set yourself up for, set you up for success each day? Um, So we talked about the ruthless prioritization, one thing. Um, Let me give you the most important time management tool that (laughs) it's so simple. It's deceptively simple. Don't get fooled into thinking that this isn't the most important thing. Okay. I'm ready. You ready for it? Listo. It's setting a timer for an important task. So it's a version of the Pomodoro technique. Mm-hmm. We could go into the backstory, but essentially he did it for 25 minutes. I have a little modified version of that. You decide on a task and you set a timer and then you race against the timer. Why this is so important is because when people are trying to get things done, the biggest hurdle in their way is distraction. 
That's the biggest thing. Whether that's external distraction, someone's calling me, someone needs me, someone emails me, someone's knocking on my office door, someone's knocking on my bedroom door, whatever that looks like, right? That's external distraction. We don't even need external distraction. This three pound organ right here is a wildly effective tool to distract. I could be sitting there looking at a report, except I'm thinking about my grocery list. I'm thinking about when was that project supposed to start? Did I schedule my dentist? are things that really distract us from staying focused. Mm -hmm. So your biggest hurdle will always be distraction. Mm -hmm. And the way you combat distraction is by creating focus. People Mm. say, well, how do I create focus? I'm sitting down to do a task and I set a timer. I prefer you not to use your phone as a timer because that, yeah, computer's good. Computer's Mm -hmm. good. So we just don't want you to have to touch something that's going to then get you sucked into the vortex, right? Mm -hmm. I love what Brendan Bouchard called our phones the weapon of mass distraction. (laughs) Um, So accurate. Whenever you pick up your phone, you get sucked into it, right? So we use a YouTube timer Mm -hmm. and we set it for between 15 and 20 minutes. You adjust the time depending on how tired you are. So you adjust the time down Mm -hmm. depending on how tired you are or how bad you don't want to do a task. So if it's if you don't want to do it, you want to have less time. Like 10 minutes. Okay. Yes. Because what will happen, Daniel, is that you will get distracted during that task because you don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. say you're, you've been putting off looking at this report and you're like, I need to do it. I need to do it. So you'll set the timer for 10 minutes and you're going to sit down with that report and you can only do that for 10 minutes. And what mm-hmm. will happen so often is when that timer goes off, you will have become distracted either externally or internally. You And you'll hear the timer go off and you're like, oh man, I did it again. Mm-hmm. You will be amazed how much of your day is spent wallowing in distraction. Hmm. And so that's why when you use these techniques, you can really become wildly effective. And I people to use it for things that they don't want to do that they got to do it passed it passed the decision filter like you went through ruthless prioritization you're like nope this still needs to be me mm-hmm. set a timer and so people will ask well what if the task takes longer than 10 or 15 minutes you just reset the timer keep resetting the timer so it might take you an hour and that timer might have to go off four times but you it will make it you will make a very effective use of that hour. Otherwise, you will have lost your focus. And you can even reward yourself, right? If you do like, okay, you know, after I've done two cycles, I can have five minutes to stretch or yep. go and have a walk or whatever. But Absolutely. then I've got a timer for that out time and then back into it. Exactly. Yeah. And reward yourself is a huge part of it, right? So mm-hmm. um, what we really encourage people to do is when that timer goes off, do something physical. So mm-hmm. some people, you know, one of my clients gets up and makes a circle around his chair and then sits back down. Mm-hmm. Um, other people will just do a neck stretch. Sometimes it's just making a move, but something to manage your physiology because we don't pay attention and we don't stay engaged for an hour at a time. That's just mm-hmm. not how our brain works. So mm-hmm. doing those sorts of things and building in a reward um, is a great way for you to maintain focus. So much of it is is about prioritization and then how you maintain focus. Mm-hmm. Well, click, 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 bloody click. So sure. Let me see sure. if I've, let me see if I've got this. I'll shake it up. All right. So number one. <laughs> Get ready. Do I bloody need to do it? And if I don't, then don't. And if I think I do, do I really need to bloody do it? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I want to bring. I want to bring important tasks to the beginning of the day and have them done before 927. Mm-hmm. One thing every day that must be done before the crazy man burns down the building. Yes. Then I want to set a timer mm-hmm. and work in time blocks of 10, 15 minutes, depending on how tired I am and how much uh, I don't want to do it. And then mm-hmm. after that timer goes off, where I would have been aiming to beat the clock, 
I can do something physical, reward myself and then get back to it until the task is actually done. Absolutely. You nailed it. I, I would tweak your language a little bit when you said, um, do I need to do this? I, I would I would say, does this need it to be needs me? To be done by me. Okay. Exactly. Because if you're in a team situation, um, and even if you don't have a team, you can have a VA, you can have people that are supporting. If you're going after something big, you need a team. And the team doesn't necessarily require a big, huge budget. You can scale that. That's a mm. different conversation. Mm-hmm. But ask the question of does this need to be and in there we actually do a section on delegation because mm-hmm. effectively delegating is a huge part of scaling your business and building mm-hmm. something huge and magnificent so mm-hmm. we go through like how you actually delegate it because the answer might be yes this needs to be done but a task should be given to the the person who is capable of doing it but just enough Mm-hmm. You don't need to be involved in every piece of your business. You shouldn't be involved in every piece of your business because then you become the bottleneck. And that is a major problem entrepreneurs face. I would say uh, one of the biggest bottlenecks for businesses, say 40 million and under is, is the owner and it's the owner's the psychology and desire to be involved in every aspect. They become the mm-hmm. bottleneck and we can't scale because everything's got to run through that owner. So getting out of our own way as quick as possible is key for you to scale your business. Yes. Well, guys, you've been schooled. <laughs> Bam. I've, I've got, I've got one more. If you were tackling big projects, that can be pretty I, I helpful. I think, I think I personally would like that because I've got some things. Big yeah, let's go for it. It matters. So uh, there's a, there's a couple of things we do in tackling big project. And so when I say big project, that can be, you know, one of the guys that I was talking to last week, he runs a roofing business and his big project is audits, right? And he's been, it's it's become what's called this frog, right? The thing that he needs to eat, but he's been putting off eating mm-hmm. and then it drags on for six to eight months. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, it doesn't just take the time that Michael would need to invest into that project. It has... It has occupied mental real estate for all of those months. It has, he has not been totally present to tackle a new project, to do a new thing in his business, because there's this thing that's always nagging at him. Like, man, I got to address this, man, I got to address this. Okay. So let's use audits in this example. A lot of times when we are looking at a task, we think that a a task needs to be done linearly. Like if you Mm. think about, okay, well, how do you need an elephant? Right. Everybody knows that you eat it one bite at a time, right? Chew very well. Chew very well. They're very chewy or so I imagine. Um, (laughs) They're giant majestic creatures. I wouldn't eat an elephant, but if I was, I would chew very well. So the thing about eating an elephant is a lot of people make the mistake that they think it has to be eaten linearly. Like you have to start from trunk and go to tail. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, well, there's these audits and you know, I hate the first part and I've been delaying, delaying, delaying. And so I asked the question of, okay, what's the part of the audit that's not so bad? What's the part that you're okay with doing? And I have people jump in on that part. Maybe an easier example is if you're looking at creating a business plan, one of the gals that I was working with, she didn't want to do the introduction of the business plan. And she had delayed for months because she didn't like, yeah, she didn't like the introduction. She didn't like to eat the trunk. So Mm -hmm. I said, jump in in the middle. So first it, when tackling a big project, don't think about it linearly, Mm -hmm. jump in on the part that you like, like start on the sexy part because that will get you momentum. It is hardest to go from zero to one. But once you get momentum, one to two is not bad. Two to three Mm -hmm. is pretty easy. I mean, think about yourself like a merry ground. Mm -hmm. 
when it's just standing still, it's hard. Well, that works with us too and our motivation. So mm-hmm. you just have to jump in and do the part that you like, and mm-hmm. then that will get motivation. So don't think about it linearly. Jump in on the part that you really like. And another piece that is so very simple is these right here. I'm going to show you sticky notes. Use mind mapping. So take that big project, like an audit, like a business plan, and you're going to break it into sticky notes and you can put it on a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. If you work from home, you can, Mm -hmm. if it's a personal project, it can go on your bathroom mirror, but Mm -hmm. break it down into say 10 sticky notes. Mm -hmm. Again, it takes it from the enormity of a project, the elephant, and it puts it into manageable chunks. And all Mm -hmm. you're going to do is focus on one piece at a time. People keep looking at all the steps of the project and go, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. That's like looking at your calendar from now till year end and go, how am I going to do all these things? You're going to do it one piece, one, one day at a time. You take a project one piece at a time. So put it in sticky notes. And as, as I'm talking, I'm looking at projects around my office that all have different colored sticky notes, depending on the project. And we pull off one piece at a time. Now there's project management tools and things that you can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, for my team, for my clients, we found something very gratifying, the tactile, tactile. right? Mm-hmm. Touching it. Mm-hmm. Having it up, there's nothing like having a strategy session with a company and putting up a bunch of these sticky notes and suddenly this big behemoth project that felt so overwhelming. It's like, no, it's just a bunch of little pieces that come together. Mm. So when you're looking at a project, doesn't matter the project, it can be a household project regardless, but think about it doesn't need to be done linearly. Jump into the part that you like and then do sticky notes for the other pieces And then you just take them off one at a time. And when you visually see your progress, it will give you motivation. You're just hacking in the jar. You're hacking your psychology. That's Mm. really what this is about is mindset. People think they need tools. People think they need further education. And I'm a fan of both of those things. But the truth is we just have to, we have to, we have to manage our mindset. We have to stop Mm. self-sabotaging our success. And Mm. these are all tools to do that. Look at that guys. Bloody sticky notes. Who would have known? Your answer is at Office Depot or Office Max. Yeah, I'm actually going to. I've been using my um, whiteboard app on my iPad. I've got it here on a little stand to do everything. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to get back to some some sticky notes. Yeah, it's it's not it's 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 like the process of actually writing them out is uh, enjoyable. And as you pull each one off, I've actually even had people use this um, in a different vein, but people that were working on weight loss and Mm -hmm. I had them put one sticky note for each pound um, or you could do it for a kilo and it helped them visualize how many, instead of going, I have to lose 30 pounds, all they, I said, no, you know, you just have to lose one sticky. And every Mm -hmm. time you take the sticky, pull it off and put it somewhere else. And as you see that pile of stickies grow, it's a way again to manage our psychology. Thank you for that. Yeah. I feel that's a very bloody good strategy. Drew what's it thing? Yeah, it makes a difference. You know, one of one of my biggest intention was to make it all very simple to execute. I didn't want someone to have to go out and buy a book, um, Mm -hmm. get an app. And and there's value in all of those, just to be clear. But Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be these are things that you have right now at your fingertips that Mm -hmm. you can use to be effective right away. Because the truth is people are really overwhelmed right now. People are really distracted right now. And so if Mm -hmm. you can give them a tool that they can use right away to get more done, Mm -hmm. 
it's not just, Daniel, it's not just about getting more things checked off your to-do list. That's mm-hmm. what people come to me for. Yes. Ultimately, it's to create time for the other things that you love in life because you may love your business. You may love your work, but mm-hmm. there's other things you love doing. And I want you to get done with the high value tasks so you can get on with the rest of your life. You've worked really hard to build this life. Mm-hmm. I want you to enjoy the life you've earned. Mm. Time with the small humans, time to make some small humans. <laughs> time, time to, to practice. Time to practice making small humans. Um, time to mountain bike. Absolutely. Yeah. Not not time to break the angle though. No, like just a little yeah. bit, just like five minutes shaved off the mountain bike. Yeah. It would we'll be take, great. Take yeah. We'll take that exactly. But travel and mm-hmm. and and contribution as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big believer that when you get through the door of success, it is incumbent upon you to open it and let others through. Like, come mm-hmm. on, you know, I figured out how I'm gonna help you through too. People who are working mm-hmm. hard at getting to that next level, man, if you've gotten there, you gotta mm-hmm. help others get there as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that this is fabulous. Um, we're going to make sure we pop some links in the show notes for people to get a hold of your systems. I know you've got some resources around that. For those listening that want to just do it now, where can they head to get some more about all this yummy stuff that you're doing? Absolutely. So my regular, my home website, I should say, is pivot dash me.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and the information on multiply me, the um, time management and productivity tool is pivot dash me.com backslash multiply me. Multiply. So the name of it is multiply me because ultimately what do we want to do? We want to multiply ourselves. I want to be everywhere at all times. Yeah, exactly. But I also want personal time. Yeah. So. Some of those places where I am should be fun. Yes, that's Safe, a really fun. great way Safe, of saying it. fun, mm-hmm, definitely. So is there something that we've missed? <laughs> that went in a very different direction, Daniel. Yeah. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I aim to confuse. In, um, <laughs> entertain. Entertain. Entertain, entertain exactly. Because um, you do loads of, you do speaking, you've got the podcast, obviously, you're sure. coaching, we're doing all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um is there something that we've missed that you really want to make sure that the listeners have? Yeah, there is actually. So I, I mentioned earlier about ultimately we're managing our mindset and we're we're kicking self-sabotage to the curb. Mm-hmm. Again, Daniel, these look like tools and techniques and, and they are, right? But ultimately the thing that I want people to know most is that the answer isn't in another degree. Mm-hmm. An answer isn't in, you know, another book, though I'm a huge fan of that. Ultimately, mm-hmm. the biggest thing we need to do, the thing that is standing in your way most mm-hmm. is you. Mm. And if you change your narrative, if you change your approach, you can completely change your life. People think that they are defined by their circumstances. They're defined by their, their, you know, their, their place of origin or their family dynamics. You're not. Mm. The circumstances does not make the man. Only you can. Mm. And I think that's so important because yes, you want to be more efficient. And when people talk to me, you know, when I'm talking about time management and productivity, for sure, I can help you be more efficient in your day. But ultimately, you've got to get out of your own way. And if there's one thing I could tell the world, it would be if you change your story, you will change your life, that you are not defined by what has happened to you. You are defined by the stories that you tell yourself and then what you do with what has happened to you. Hmm. Well, 
from a personal standpoint, thank you. Listeners, I'm sure you'll join me in thanking April also, but make sure you carry that thankfulness and gratitude and appreciation into some action. Ergo, head to pivot-me.com, hit the backslash and look for Multiply Me. Be sure to um, use all of the links we're going to pop in the show notes to go and follow April everywhere and be a part of the goodness. And definitely check out my episode on April's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share. April, you've been a rock star. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me today and just dropping the bombs of truth and abundance around this thing we call time. You're amazing. Um, Look forward to continuing our dialogue as we go. And everyone, again, tune in, dial in, click, follow, subscribe, and head to pivot-me.com slash multiply me and learn how to multiply yourself in a wonderful way. Thank you, Daniel. And thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a joy. And I loved having you on Pivot Me as well. And I have no doubt this is just the beginning for our relationship. This is just the start of the beautiful song. Oh, God, I love it. I love <laughs> yeah. that you sang it. If yeah. you sing it, it will come into life. Yeah, it will come into life. We'll speak it, <laughs> sing it to being. Okay, guys, be here next time. Next week, we're going to be back with another amazing guest. But again, Pivot Dash Me slash multiply me and follow all of the things and check out my episode on april's uh, podcast until then keep dreaming with your eyes open remember you can consciously choose a more abundant joyful purpose-driven life step beyond success and we'll see you next time thanks thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the beyond success podcast we hope that it has been of service to you for more information and to stay up to date with the latest from daniel mangana please head over to dreamwithdan.com We'll see you for the next one.